Hey everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Kat Shear, and this is a special presentation from Clydesdale Media. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone about our sponsors. RX Smart Gear provides world-class jump ropes, grips, and other gear for us all. Use the code Clydesdale15 for 15% off your order at rxsmartgear.com. Mobility Movement is a program that teaches you how to increase your capacity to heal, reduce your recovery time, and restore your nervous system to peak health. Everyone gets a seven-day trial, and after that, our followers get their first month free when they use the code Clydesdale Free Month at mobilitymovement.com. And finally, C4 Energy, delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com. Today on Meet the Athlete, we are chatting with Granite Games semifinalist, Brittany Valella. Brittany, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Our connection seems to be working now. So that's good. <laughs> we'll see. We had a little technical difficulties getting on, so I remember <laughs> a little bit late, but we're going to cross our fingers and see. I will uh, sing and dance if I need to, to stall and get you back on here. So okay. um, thanks for taking the time to do this for us. I appreciate it. Thank um, you. So talk up to us a little bit about this season. You've been doing CrossFit since 2014. And is this your first time making it to quarters or to some regional level thing? Yes, it is. So I, yeah, I've been doing CrossFit for a long time. And then I've been training the way I train now since like 2018. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so my talk, whole talk to us a little bit about 2018. Cause I heard you on a podcast. I think I with, was on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. With, um, with Carrie Pierce. <laughs> oh my God. That's right. Yeah. I do research. That's um, and I think it was right around the time that regionals got canceled and you sort of felt like the rug got, you know, pulled out from underneath of you because you were one of those people trying to get to regionals, those bubble athletes that that was your games, right? Like that was your, you know, the next stepping stone. So tell us a little bit about like your evolution of training from there to now. Yeah. Now that you say that, it's funny. I totally forgot about that interview. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love, yeah, it's funny. I wanted to go team and then they switched the whole season up. Um, and in the back of my head, it was always like eventually to make it individual. I guess I just didn't have the confidence in myself then. Um, mm -hmm. So I had hired my first like coach um, in 2018 and um, had a, another coach in the middle. And now this coach that I feel like I'll be with for forever. But I just kept going despite much adversity, like the pandemic. I lived at my parents' house for five months, trained with like no equipment in their garage. And then I lived in LA for five months. Um, I was kind of on like this healing journey, um, which never yeah. really ends. And then I almost quit a year ago. I was like, I'm gonna take a month off and I'm gonna decide, do I really wanna do this anymore? Cause I was like coming off the pandemic, getting into a new job and I knew I was gonna work a lot. And I decided, yeah, let's give it one more year. And it ended up with a, like the result I couldn't have even imagined. So I'm, I mean, everything happens for a reason, I think so. Sure. It was pretty cool to see that play out. Um, um, you on according to the website on the CrossFit Games, you're one thirty seventh mm -hmm. in in the quarter. So pres presumably you're a backfill. Yeah. So I got. Mm -hmm, I got the last spot, I think, um, for Granite Games, and it was because Rebecca Voigt decided to go Masters. So. Wow. Yeah, have that you, was pretty. Have you cool. thanked her yet? <laughs> I did. I messaged her and I said thank you, and and she responded, um, "Congratulations, now go kick butt" or something like that. Right, like was, don't let me down. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Like to get a message from her. I think I tagged her in with like a thank you on it mm -hmm. when I posted about Granite Games, and it was it was really cool to receive 
that spot because she declined. It just felt fitting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's some heavy shoes to fill for sure, but it's yeah, right? nonetheless. A legend. <laughs> what was, explain to us that backfill process, if you don't mind. Um, like what, what kind of communication did you get from CrossFit, if any, yeah. um, like leading up to that and sort of how, how did you handle it mentally? Um, judging like start with, start, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you a couple of times. Start with, you get your final, the final leader, leaderboard is, you know, displayed and you're yeah. examining it. Like what's going through your head? Um, I was pretty proud of myself because I did individual quarters with the plan of doing team and going team. Um, but I wanted to do individual to see where I stood because I'd worked so hard this year and I felt like I could be close mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I was close. And so the leaderboard, I think I was like finalized and I was like in the one thirties somewhere. And I think I might've either stayed the same or dropped a few spots. Okay. And then we did team and we made it team. And it was okay. funny. We were like joking around like a little bit, me and like um, one of the guys at the gym. And I was like, Oh, it'd be funny if like I got a backfill spot, but I didn't really like put it, a lot of attention into it. I was like, all right, be proud of your effort. You came really close. Like you've improved a lot in a year, just move on to team and focus on that. So all of a sudden, like a few weeks ago, we had just gotten our spot at syndicate as a team. And okay. two days later or something like that, if I'm remembering these events correctly, I woke up to an email saying I got an invite to Granite Games. And I was like, in shock and I, it was ironic because I just did a local comp the day before and there was a girl who got a backfill spot um in that local comp and me and my partner had won and she and her partner had come in third or something and mm -hmm. I was like oh this sucks like I'm like hanging head to head with someone you know that's in it and like little did I know like five hours later in my inbox was going to be this invite to Granite Games but I heard they weren't backfilling. There was no communication from them. And I was actually like super shocked to be invited that late. Um, you know, it was like a so month. So this was like before. a week before, how soon before? This syndicate was like two weeks before syndicate, I think. So we had to like backfill my spot on the team. And about that invite as I would have been if I had known like I was in the top 120 and really getting an invite just because I was already really excited to go team. And then it felt like, I don't know, it was just a hard situation to be in. Like, I didn't feel bad about accepting individual, but I just, I was so excited to go team and it just, it just yeah. wasn't as like, I don't know. It could have been, it just could have been different, I guess. <laughs> sure. How did your team do at Syndicate? Um, They did okay. They actually finished in uh, last. So the two teams okay. withdrew, but they were right at the end there. So they, they seemed to have fun. Yeah. Uh, 18th. Yeah. 18th. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I think it was 18th. So I actually went and watched them because um, I was just like very stressed out. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go down to Tennessee this weekend and watch them. So that was a cool experience. Um, and I got to see some of the workouts that I'll be doing. Yeah. How did uh, how did that fourth teammate, your replacement, feel about all that? Because she probably wasn't really prepared or thinking that <laughs> yeah, she I mean, need to be called on. Yeah, she is a champ because she doesn't do like she doesn't have a coach and she doesn't do like two hours of training a day like I do six days a week. She takes classes and she used to have a coach like over a year ago, I think. Um, so for her to step in and do that, I think is like really remarkable. And I hope that she's given herself a lot of credit because that was no like joke to do on last minute notice and with you know, the amount of training that she currently does. Like, it's just a big, 
mountain to climb, but I thought that she handled it really well. Has she recovered yet from the weekend? That's a great question. I saw her doing Murph today on Instagram. Oh, so then okay. she's probably feeling okay, I think. <laughs> How do you feel about missing Murph? I actually have not done Murph in like five years. Um, I was kind of hoping they would do a variation of Murph on the field at Granite Games. I think that would be really fun to do. But I avoid Murph so much because no matter how many times I've done it or whatever, it just wrecks me for like three days. So I just try not to do it and make sure I get good training in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a gym owner, I have a love-hate relationship with Murph as well. We did it on Saturday, but there were so many options for people to do. Yeah. Wouldn't kill you that, you know, I'm a big proponent of like, let's live to fight another day. Yes. Um, and we can have all the sentiment we want about why we do the workout and not go through the workout. <laughs> That's literally the conversation I had with the owner of CrossFit Norwalk today. Like love, hate yeah. relationship, pretty much exact, like verbatim. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the fact that two people like ripped still like pisses me off, you know, like, yeah, come on guys. Like now you're, you know, you're ruined for the next week and a half because you, you bloodied your hands and like, for what? I don't, I yeah. Don't, yeah. He was saying, you know, there's other ways that you can pay tribute to, and it doesn't have to be that like excessive volume. Exactly. Right, work that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, have you made peace with CrossFit at this point? In what sense? Um, with like, what's going, what's been happening in the last <laughs> two years with CrossFit and changing the format and, you know, flubbing up some, some workout releases and handing out penalties, not handing out penalties, shuttle runs, all that stuff. I'm, I'm sure you have thoughts and emotions about it. Yeah, I think I've always kind of had this, speaking of love-hate <laughs> relationships <laughs> with CrossFit, um, just because those things do happen frequently. And I feel that there's a lot of athletes who dedicate their lives and, and their time, and especially like people that have full-time jobs like me, um, that just want to get a crack, <laughs> get in there somehow. Like, and, you know, we support CrossFit in a lot of ways in our lives, whether it's like teaching classes and getting people into the sport or just getting people moving in class. And then I feel like they do all these things that to me are just not super respectful of, the people that support them. Um, but I've kind of come to terms with it, I guess. And I am more in, of in the headspace of like, I can't control this. Um, mm -hmm. But that wouldn't mean I wouldn't necessarily like, speak out. Like I always speak out when, you know, I don't agree with things, I guess, or I think I just sure. feel like I need to say something. But yeah, I think it's a little chaotic of an organization. And I hope to see it become more peaceful as time <laughs> goes on, we could say. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your career. You uh, in your Instagram bio, it says holistic health professional and mental health. What, what exactly, how does that manifest itself every day for you? Oh, oh gosh. Like, how does it, what'd you say? I'm sorry. How'd you manifest? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Like, what does that what mean you to you? Yeah. So, so I'm, I have this amazing, like holistic health and business mentorship as like during my healing journey, as I say. And, mm -hmm. um, it was a lot like some of the biggest things is like, circadian rhythm when you get up look at the sun don't look at your phone kind of thing um go to bed without technology at night how does food make you feel like if you eat something 20 minutes later do you feel good about yourself are you energetic or do you feel sluggish and just kind of like vibing more with nature um because i think we kind of live in a world that's not really how humans were meant to live at least in our society so I have those conversations with my clients and work on those things with them um, and try to obviously practice 
what I preach because it was so life-changing for me. Um, and this kind of all like came to came about over the last several years because I was a social worker in a mm -hmm. former career. My master's is in that. And I always was so anxious and depressed and I didn't feel like I could make a lot of change in the system the way it was. So eventually when I got like the courage to do more of my own business, um, I was I'm able to like implement those things. And I feel like freer to have those conversations and kind of trend towards a more holistic way of wellness with my clients. Mm -hmm. Give me an example of like a frustration you would have in your in your old job where you couldn't make change. Oh, gosh. It just felt like like I was a hospital social worker for a while. And then I knew I was going to go into fitness as a career. So I, I actually finished my career in foster care in New York City. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's like a machine and you have way too many clients. So I'm like a very quality over quantity person. And I like to put my focus on a few things and just do them as best I can or as well as I can. So I had like a ton of clients and it was just constantly go, go, go dealing with lawyers and courtrooms and a bunch of other professionals. And it just felt like everything was a bandaid. It was like, here, you can give them this, but that this was just a bandaid and it wasn't going to really like give them enough support to help them really move forward in their lives and like get on their feet. But it was kind of like, oh, they should be grateful that they're just getting this. And I was like, this is not how humans deserve to live or be treated. You know, like there's just not a lot of dignity of the person involved in these big bureaucratic systems. So it was a very hard environment to make peace. Like I couldn't, I couldn't make peace with it at all. Mm -hmm. Do you still think about it? You still think about like the fact that now you're not in it. That's one thing. Like you're not taking on all that stress, but it's still there. Right. And it's still happening. Like, does that weigh on you a little bit? Um, it, I think just because I, like, it makes me sad. I'm very like a, I guess a sensitive person in a lot of ways. And I, I'm definitely not, um, you know, the way that the world works for me is, is not okay with me, but I think I've shifted to, this is what I can do. And mm -hmm. like, kind of like, you know, that will have impact with someone and then that will have impact with someone. So I can make my like little ripple effect. Um, because otherwise I was just going to go crazy and never feel like I was making, um, helping people really. And that wasn't a way to live. So yeah, I just kind of focus on my bubble a little bit more and what I can do to help the people right in front of me and then use those little wins to like keep keep moving. I love it. Um, you mentioned you have a coach that you're probably going to stay with forever. Can you talk a little bit about that person and how you how you came to work with them? Yeah, his name is Michael Fitzgerald from um, Optimum Performance Training. His brother is the OPEX guy. <laughs> um, so he, I think he's an amazing programmer. I found him because when I moved to Stanford, um, Connecticut, there was like some people in the area that were using him and that I used to like train with and followed on Instagram. So I was like, oh, who's this guy? Like this girl has, seems like she's gotten so much stronger and fitter since working with him. Um, and then I bumped into someone at the gym and he was like, oh yeah, I know who that is. My coach used to like train under him or something. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that came about. And it felt like, oh, like this was meant to be. Cause I was just like, oh wait, you know them? Like, it was just funny. Yeah, like serendipitous. Yeah. Like I don't really believe in coincidence that is anymore. It's kind of like, oh, I see now how that was supposed to work. So I've had him since, excuse me, April of last year. And I just okay. don't, yeah, I feel like I'll be with him for the remainder of 
my career. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. What are some of your strengths as an athlete? Um, I think my aerobic capacity is pretty good now. Like that was the open kind of really showed me that, um, people will always tell you gymnastics because I used to be a gymnast. Um, my movement is there, but sometimes I feel like my, like my ability to handle gymnastics volume isn't always there, but definitely like aerobic capacity in general. Um, my mindset this last year was very helpful in Mm -hmm. changing everything. Um, but yeah, that's the main one. Definitely not weightlifting. (laughs) Okay. So, so the two, the two events that have been across all the semifinals, the, the legless versus the uh, complex, I would assume then you're looking forward more to the legless <laughs> workout than the complex. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to both. I just know that realistically speaking and not in like a negative way about myself, I just will likely place dead last in the complex because I know what number I can hit. And I know that it's been dead last in every mm-hmm. semifinal. Um, But my legless time that I tested is pretty good and will hopefully land me in the middle of the pack, which would be cool coming in as like the last seated athlete. Anything in the middle would be pretty dope. So I think they're both going to be a fun experience. I I think the legless one is actually scary because one one little slip or mess up and that could cost you a lot of time. So it'll be interesting to see how my adrenaline plays into that and how it goes. And and it's going to be the last event of the weekend. Oh my gosh, that's right. I forgot like... Yeah, because at Granite, I knew it was on the last day, but I didn't know it was the actual last event. So that's, yeah, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of energy, but at least a lot of energy from the fans. I don't know how much energy you, you ladies and gents are going to have. I know, there's some Sunday. seriously long, hard events. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. Um, what do you do for fun? What do you do to sort of get away from training and work? funny you should ask because I realize I don't do much of anything fun I get in these like six plus month spurts of just like work 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 train 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 go home on the weekends I do love spending a lot of time alone I spend a ton of time alone I love sitting in silence so but I realized that it's okay to have fun now and I enjoy being around people and doing fun things. So I'll get back to you. It's a work in progress, um, but You're just working like, on it. With people. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm very like much a loner. So now I'm, um, I And we lost her. Or at least I've lost you. I don't back? know who's not working. Oh, you're back. Okay. Yeah, I was like, wait a second, I'm gone. So we're gonna work on yeah, getting out and, and having fun. You can yeah. work back. Yeah. Have you um have you done a mock training weekend? Like, do you know what it's gonna feel like to do multiple events, you know, three days in a row? Not really, to be honest. I um we did a, a little training weekend for right before quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, or yeah, individual quarterfinals, but I was honestly kind of wrecked at that point, like right before, um, again, like always working too much thinking like, oh, this will go well. And then it never goes well. Um, hopefully I've learned my lesson this last time, but yeah. And it was like, it was hard. It was intense. So, um, my friend's coming to watch and he's a massage therapist. So I'm really pumped about that. Cause I think that'll be an amazing thing. And then I really want to make sure I'm hydrated, um, and like sleeping and recovering obviously, but yeah, I don't know. I'm it's okay. I'm a new <laughs> it should be it will be an interesting experience, a learning experience for sure. 
Yeah. And a lot of rookies that we've, you know, talked to and gotten to know over the years, talk a lot about nutrition, weekend really? nutrition. And that, yeah. that really is something that, you know, le- a lesson learned that they take away from their first big comp is that they didn't eat enough. Yeah. And, that, and it's hard because you're nervous and, you know, you don't, who, you know, if you train in the morning, you're not used to having, you know, food in your belly and you got to figure out like how to get those quick carbs in. And even if it's just like a liquid something, um, yeah. Like that will be, you know, interesting to see, try to keep that in the back of your mind as you're, as you're moving through the days for sure. Yeah. I'm like, um, what liquid am I going to (laughs) get? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You got your coach's pass. Um, I should take your coach's pass. I could come really. (laughs) I, uh, my friend, Chris, who's also like a training partner, he has my coach's pass and I might, um, I don't know if you can swap it out, but when my friend Steven comes, depending on the event, um, like I might, Mm -hmm. Steven's like a really into weightlifting. So I might have him like in the back for that one or something, but yeah. So my friend Chris will have it throughout the weekend. That's cool. Yeah. You could probably s- just switch the lanyard once or twice. Yeah. I figure, but you know, I'm like, I'm just like semi under the radar. Yeah. I'm like, it'll be fine. Radar. Everything will be fine. <laughs> so what's your ultimate goal for the weekend, Brittany? My ultimate goal. Um, honestly, just to be in a good headspace, like, have fun and be in a good headspace. Every time I've done that or just realized if I don't feel good, that's kind of out of my control to some extent. And like, I'm just going to show up um, with a good attitude and no matter what, just do the best that I can. <laughs> Sounds kind of cheesy, but like, that's literally it. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. If I, if, uh, if people are watching you over the course of the weekend and they're leaving the stadium and they're going to say to like their spouse or, you know, their friend at the end of the weekend, Hey, I saw that, you know, Brittany girl, she's blank. What would you want them to say? Um, I usually, honestly, like, it's funny. Cause I usually get compliments when I leave local competition and I'm like shocked every time. Um, and I think it's just cause I have, a lot of grit. So I'm never the strongest, fastest athlete, but I feel like I look typically very calm on the field and I, you can tell that I'm putting forth like a good effort. So I think like just that I have grit would be good. And she's gritty. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Gritty. Well, I look forward to watching you on the field. I won't be there in person. My co-host Scott will be there. So look for the big guy with the Clydesdale media shirt. Cool. And make sure you say hello. And uh, like I said, we'll be watching. Best of luck and have a great time. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Take care. Take care.